Justine, and I'm joined with some of my favorite people in the world, Colin and Lindsay. Hello. Hey. Today, we're talking about relationships, or relationships, as I like to call them. Um, And I say that because my dating life has been the shits. (laughs) I mean, I've had a few good ones, but nothing that's like really lasted much longer than a year or so. Um, But on the other hand, my two co-hosts have been in long loving relationships with their partners for literally a decade or more true um so i guess i want to know how do you do it how do you make it work uh what the hell am i doing wrong help me <laughs> you can't be helped i think i don't know i don't know if we can help it's a lost cause justine just pack it in you gotta know when to walk away you gotta know when to hold them you gotta know when to fold them but seriously, I really need some like do's and don'ts. And I'm like, I, as sad as it is, I feel like I need to admit that you guys are better than this at me um, because you both have scored two freaking smart smoke shows of human beings. So clearly you're doing something right. And yeah. I feel like I can learn from you. Lindsay and I have above average wiener sizes and that's pretty key when you're a guy oh, is that it yeah that's really uh, all it is no just right. kidding well thanks for joining us folks <laughs> that's the end of the episode that's <laughs> just it. the end <laughs> all right. no, that's so, um, but, so if you're well, what do you want to know this, like myself mm-hmm. um i don't know give me some like hit me up with some do's or don'ts like Okay, or I got just, a little bit of a... This one's going to be controversial right off the bat. I love it. But I, I got to ask you a question first, though. Okay. Okay. When And okay, keep in mind, though, Lindsay and I probably, you know, started our relationships a little younger than you're at now, right? So some of this advice is going to be a little different, you, maybe. You're calling me old? Okay. All right. Just no, 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 no just, a right. little, okay. just a little bit younger. And... Um, <laughs> um, I Okay, this is, again, controversial. I don't want you to get mad. Okay. Okay. When you start seeing someone, okay, how how long does it take usually before you like you go all the way? You know. Oh my! Uh, It got real intimate real fast. Yeah. That's that's we're getting into it. Um, Mm -hmm. each their own. It depends. Okay. Okay. I would say though, hard and fast rules, but I'm certainly not like giving up all the family gems on the first date. All the family jam. The um. I think I think you gotta wait like a month. A month? Yeah. Why? And judging by your reaction to that, that's a long time. I'm but just I think some perchance. Why would you feel that way? Listen, I'm not I'm not like into abstinence, but <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the, Who is? I think the I think the month rule is a really good like uh, barrier in in determining intentions and things like that like if you're really like Mm. into someone you're gonna wait if that's a problem a month then probably don't necessarily have the best intentions things like that you know like i have a lot of friends that are girls and things like that and they'll say like well like (laughs) you don't want them to like get bored and and, like they'll just like leave or whatever it's like well then if that happens then see you later basically that's what i think but i don't know i've never been a lady dating in my 20s that's fair that's interesting. I mean, you're right. If you were to spend 
quality time with someone for 30 days or 31 days, depending on the month, maybe 28, maybe we're talking about February. We're just going to yeah. <laughs> start all your relationships <laughs> yeah. in February. Yeah. Uh, no, that makes sense. That's interesting. Okay. So don't put out is what advice you're giving me. Uh, Lindsay, anything that comes to your mind? Man, that I don't crumbs know. to his mind. Crumbs to my mind. Crumbs, crumbs to your mind. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly toast. Um, I, like uh, <laughs> oh I don't know. I, I feel like I'm uniquely like unqualified to even like answer this question. I don't know. I have like no, I haven't been in a lot of relationships. I'm I like, I was a very like awkward and like kind of overweight young person. And Aww. I didn't really do a lot of dating. I don't know. Yeah. Like, how did you and Connie get together? We knew each other. And then we just sort of went to parties together and it sort of happened. It wasn't really like a dating scenario. So did you put out at this party? I'm just trying to contradict Colin's advice. um, (laughs) I like we we engaged loophole I can find. We we engaged in sexual relations early on, I'd say. Oh, wow. Um, I don't like the like no no sex for a month rule is kind of weird. A weird concept for me. I don't know. It's just like it seems almost like it shouldn't matter in a weird way like i don't know it's just sort of like if you meet someone and you really like them it's kind of like feels irrelevant i guess and like this is coming from somebody who's like i haven't dated as like a fully developed like adult human i guess because i've been in a relationship for so long i don't know hmm. that's bad I advice. Think my advice i don't i don't disagree with you Lindsay. but i think my advice kind of more stems from like the the tinder sort yeah. of Mm. uh mode of dating now where it's like it's hard to differentiate between like people that are just looking for for that and looking for the real thing right good point because i think dating now versus dating 10 years ago is two very different things like connie and i were friends and then just it just sort of happened i guess like we were friends and then like i had moved away we didn't see each other for a couple of years and we'd always we'd kind of like reconnect occasionally and be like sort of have like some interactions interactions or like uh there was like chemistry i guess from early on so it's like i don't know it's weird now with like with like dating where it's like you go and you meet someone and you like have like you each have like ulterior motives and it's very much like i'm looking for a relationship and like you're like going and like playing the field sort of thing i never really had to do that so yeah it's uh (sighs) it's kind of a weird concept (laughs) yeah really my advice to you is just like Spend your 20s drinking a lot and then just wait for Check. someone to find you. Yeah. But I feel like if, if I take that advice, I'm just chilling at home drinking and then someone comes to my door. I'm like, danger. Yeah. <laughs> you could be the man of my dreams. And I'm like, get the fuck away from my house. Um, but it's hard. Like, it's really hard dating right now in this era mm. of like tinder and all these different dating apps and yes people are out there with varying levels of, int- of intention um but i think the other level of it for me is that i really value my time and so like spending time on dating apps or filling out profiles or talking to random people or going on bad dates just like well when i was like could spend that time hanging out with mm-hmm. my friends or my family or doing my things that I feel fulfilled from. So uh, I find like just even de- entering the dating pool to be like such a hurdle of like, okay, look, let's do it. Yeah. Like I'm going to have to really like comb through. The idea of dating <sighs> makes me want to kill myself. Oh, that's okay. Oh, that's, oh that's, that got real. That's heavy. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it just seems like such a pain in the ass. It yeah. is. Yeah. There's, there's so pain. many variables too. 
What I'm hearing from you, Justine, is that you aren't a big fan of, uh, you know, coming to that middle ground or like, what's that compromise, right? Like, I don't know. It sounds like you're, you take your own stuff very seriously and there's not, it doesn't sound like there's enough room in your life for someone else right now. Oh, that's true. Okay. So, and maybe this is controversial. I view myself as this already like whole person that has my own shit going on and my own friends and my own family and all this stuff that I don't, I don't view love in a sense that like, I'm looking for my other half. I already feel like a whole person. And I, what I want is another whole person that doesn't feel smothering and overwhelming, but then we complement each other's lives. So I've been finding it hard to like still maintain me and like my life and my things. And then also enter in another person who feels at least similarly to that. Yeah. But if they felt similarly to that, how would there be enough time to be like, (laughs) it's like, well, I'm going to hang out with my friends. And you're like, well, no, I'm going to hang out with my friends. Do you know what I mean? It's like if we were to use a food analogy, you're like the meat of the dish in your own life. And you're looking for the sprinkle of parsley. Whereas, you know, some like mashed taters for sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But you know what I mean? There used to be like that. I'm Mm. probably talking, talking out of my ass a little bit, but as you do, as I do, as I'm (laughs) one too. It's a podcast. That's what we all do. But like in my relationship, obviously we're very young when we started. And so one of the things um, is that we like really have grown together. Right. So like when we started dating, we were in high school and we're like basically different people as to now. And, you know, through the years, you're growing and you're influencing each other and, and, and that sort of thing. And and you're with each other through all these big changes and things like that. So you're growing together. And when you start dating as an adult, there's kind of less of an opportunity to do that, I yeah. think. True. I think that's one of the reasons why they say that like arranged marriages, like often they have less divorce. I mean, aside from all the cultural things, but it's like when you connect really young, it's sort of like you have that opportunity to just meld together. Yeah. So I think when you're starting off, you know, a little bit older, there's just a, I think there just needs to be like that willingness to compromise. Like yeah. I think in, in your situation too, Justine, it's like you're like a homeowner, strong, independent, did that all by yourself, right? Like that's very impressive. Um, somebody else comes in, maybe they're also a homeowner. What does that look like? You got to look at like how you're going to share your space. Like when you move in together, it's like a whole different ball of wax. Yeah, And I think part of the part of it having a long relationship or relationship that lasts is just like almost like a mutual stubbornness hmm. and i mean that in a couple ways like so when you first get together like maybe in your situation there's going to be like that push and pull where you're kind of testing each other's boundaries a little bit right and there's going to be things that you're willing to you know give in on and compromise on and other things that you're not right and if it's good relationship you find that that middle ground on most things but also like no relationship is 100% smooth. And yeah. if at any point one of you is willing to like stop doing the relationship, then the relationship won't work. Right. Fair. Yeah. So there, there's going to be situations where you just got to push, push through and be like, we're going to get through this and that sort of thing. Right. And I think that's, that's sort of the key. As long as one person is willing to fight for it, then, and the other person's not completely closed off. I think, I feel like, oh, go ahead, Lindsay. I was just going to say like, basically like the same thing that Colin said. I think that like, when you're in a relationship, you choose to make it work. It's not like the big choice to be like, like, I'm going to make our relationship work. But it's it's just sort of day to day, like little compromises, you know, giving like admitting when you're wrong, like 
we're being willing to compromise, being willing to like see it, see things from the other person's perspective. It's like if you're able to sort of do those things day to day, it's sort of like that's how you like choose for a relationship to work. Yeah, that sounds legit. I feel like I don't know if I've really found myself in the position where I've looked at that other person and I'm in like, yeah, I'm in. I'm willing to fight for it. I feel like my issue, if I'll be call it an issue, is like, I don't know if I'm fully sold or like, uh, yeah. I don't know. Like that kind of thing. Like I feel like I sit on the fence and then I'm really easy, easily like teetered on the other side of the on the fence. Um, I think there's only been one instance in my my entire life thus far where I've been like, you, I'm into you and I'm willing to kind of like make this work regardless. Um, so I'm glad that I've at least had that one experience, but it's really made me think of all my other relationships to be like, oh, wow, I didn't I didn't have that. Mm. Are you an overthinker? Oh, 100%. But then I'm also, I feel like I have really high standards for the person that I want to be with. Like I, I'm not even high standards. I have regular standards that I would hold for like any of my friends or any person that I would spend a lot of time with. So I feel like having any sort of standard, um, maybe is to my detriment because my mom has this like theory and like saying that she's told me many a times that infuriates me, but her mindset is just like, Justine, just pick your idiot. Men are all idiots and just pick one. Wow. I, I hate that. I hate that. I hate that <laughs> There's so a lot to like there. much. Yeah. Just and lower like, your standards. No, just like lower your standards. And people say that to me all the time. And I'm like, no, this is a person I have to like live with and spend time with. And like, holy crap. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't feel like I can. It depends on the standard, I think. Right. Like, um, I mean, I don't think you should just go for any idiot, like pick your <laughs> idiot. But to some degree, like the person that you're going to be with, like you're going to see them at their most vulnerable yeah. at some point that they've ever been at, right? Like that's kind of like what a relationship is. Like at some point they're going to need you to like care for them to some degree and vice versa, right? Like it needs to be, so you need to find someone, like if you can find someone that's willing to like do that for you and like pick you up and when you're down and be strong when you're not and just like care for you unconditionally, like that's really the key. That's I mean, it. Yeah. no matter how smart the person is you're with the, that's probably going to be the person that says the dumbest thing you've ever heard at some point, right? <laughs> Just strictly based on the amount of time you spent together. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? You just described yourself. I've been that um. person to Connie. <laughs> but I think it's like, like nobody's, nobody's perfect and nobody's going to be like easy to love at all times. Yeah. And so like when you get into a relationship with somebody, it's just like you, you have to look past their like shittiness and not to like that sounds really bad if connie's listening to this if connie i'm not talking about you this is a this is a hypothetical <laughs> just your but, hypothetical shittiness connie <laughs> but like you know i like i'm horrible to deal with like probably at least half the time yeah we know yeah no, <laughs> i can't even imagine you but being horrible it's i i remember listening to like a, a radio show at some point and they were talking about like the word passion and how we talk about pa like passion is used now as like very much like about sex and that historically the word passion has been more like about like making sacrifices for something that is important mm. and so like i think that like it's almost like that's part of like i think that's part of like a long-term relationship is just like things sort of evolve and it becomes maybe a little bit less about like passion as in like carnal lust and more as in passion is like commitment to like the other person and like your partnership 
I guess. I hear Lindsay say carnal lust again. <laughs> carnal <laughs> lust. Oh, I like that. That sounds like that coming out of my mouth. That sounds like bad. But I think there's a lot of like relationship that's like that's sort of like the corporation of your partnership where it's like we are like a team and like we are like making a life together and like yeah. doing this together and like we have a commitment together and like we are like bonded and we sort of move as like one one sort of like in concert unit we are strong yeah heartache heartache we stand no promises no demands one of the things that i really like about being in a long-term relationship is that i just know like connie will like have my back and like we just sort of like we see the world in the same way and like our eyes are like going in the same direction and sort of like interpreting the word world in the same way I, I love that. I think that's one really sweet and well put. Um, but maybe like that's my hurdle is like where we live a lot. I don't know if I have the same sort of viewpoints on the world as the demographic that I currently live within. Um, because to me, my like when I really break it down to what I'm looking for and I'm like, OK, well, um, can't be racist and can't be misogynistic, um, needs to be overall kind to human beings. And, um, I'd prefer if you didn't have a lifted up truck. Okay. That's, those are my like four things. And it's been really hard (laughs) to get through those four hurdles. (laughs) That feels like a pretty wide net. I really wide. That's a pretty wide net. Yeah. When people talk about like lowering your standards, I'm like, from where? Like they're already (laughs) like loosely low. Okay. If you just like treat people decently and you don't think of me as like, a housewife then i feel like we're gonna be okay i don't know i don't know because i've heard you say some stuff where i'm like oh no she's just like she's a flight risk this one over here okay that's also true if you like (laughs) it's really terrible um but if you like (laughs) express your interests like too soon or like too fast i'm like oh no 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 and then i feel very smothered and then and then i'm gonna like cut and run so that might be Um, a problem are you a commitment phobe? Do you fear commitment? Are <sighs> probably because I think that it makes me nervous. Yeah, I think that. But it, like, it's less so now. But it like when someone moves too fast too soon, it like freaks me yeah, out. That's fair. So like, uh, yeah, I'm like a little delicate bird. I need you to just like leave out treats for me and like kind of lead me along the way. Do you get bored in relationships? No, I I'm more like trying to determine if like I see it if I'm like really into you or like kind of what is this kind of thing yeah it's usually along those lines also sidebar I think this is really awkward to bring up but I'm gonna bring it up anyways um semi recently I was dating or going out with a guy who I would classify as Lindsay vibes so like me that was an interesting experience yes absolutely so he was is this is this the lawyer (laughs) And you dumped him like a hot, like a hot pile. Yeah, really, he intrigued me because he was like he was he was very handsome, like you, Lindsay. He was really smart and he was really kind and really thoughtful and all these things. And it was so funny because in the first like date or two, I was like, oh, he kind of reminds me of Lindsay. I was like, is that weird? Um, I'm gonna pretend like it's not. And um, and then as we kept hanging out, I was like, nope, still reminds me of Lindsay. Kind of getting weirder. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um, but lovely, lovely fellow, which that wasn't the reason that 
the that we no longer saw each other but it was like on my mind as we were hanging out i was like this is probably so terrible i I remember the red flag in that relationship i remember the red flag and i don't know if you want me to talk about it but i remember yeah we can cut this if you want (laughs) because i can see your face right now and um i remember you you're talking to me about him you're like yeah he's so nice he's so smart and stuff like that and i was like oh yeah is he funny and you were like, uh, no, he's not funny. He's never made me laugh or anything like that. Lindsay vibes. <laughs> no, don't read into that. Don't read into that, Lindsay. Don't read into that. But it's like, it's like, I think you, you have this perception of someone that you should be with, right? And you were looking for that so strong. You're trying to push to make that work, right? That's true. Whereas yeah. you're a very like goofy person. <laughs> that sounds rude, but I didn't mean it like that. Like no, you like to have I'm, fun. Something wrong with being I'm goofy. Real weird. I really, really like to laugh. So, like you hit the nail on the head when we were having that conversation prior, because I was listing all his like positive attributes, all his Lindsay vibes, and um, <laughs> and Lindsay's very funny though. And Lindsay is very funny. You are funnier than this guy. I will. Like you can say then. anything to Lindsay, and he'll he'll, he'll have a good chuckle I'll about chuckle it. Right? it. <laughs> I like I like how this episode is going so far. It's really been. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't come in expecting it to be like a flatter fest for me, but uh, I'm I'm on board. Oh, this one time, um, but uh, yeah, he he was very sweet and all these things, and um, you really hit the nail on the head, Colin, because I love to joke around and I love to laugh, and that was like one piece that was that was missing. And you, I remember, were just like kind of flabbergasted that I was even considering pursuing a relationship with this person because they weren't funny. Well, I remember when I started dating Roxanne, it was like she was the first girl I'd ever dated. And we started dating like right when I turned 18. But I had like six or seven girlfriends before then. And Uh none of. Listen, Lindsay (laughs) said that he used to be chubby and awkward and then he became suave like he is now. I went the opposite. The flattery continues. I was chubby and awkward. Yeah. That's awful. I hate that. Listen, life's not fair. But. And I remember Roxanne was really the first girl that I could like have conversations with that was like intellectually stimulating and she was really funny and that I didn't get bored of after like two months. Right. Wow. I think the other thing about like a a long term relationship, this kind of goes back to Lindsay's point about passion is like a lot of times I think you're seeing people that they get bored because it's like the spark goes away, but the spark doesn't go away. It just changes. Right. Mm -hmm. So. Like when you first start dating someone that first like few months or whatever, that's like a drug almost like when you're in that like lust, you want to be together all the time and things like that. But when you start living together and, and you've been together for a long time, it's like it's it's not like that anymore. I don't think in some ways like you still get the butterflies and stuff like that sometimes, but it's not like it's not like when you first start dating and um, it, it's just different. Right. Um, it evolves and it changes, but it's it's deeper and it's more meaningful, I think. Would you either of you classify yourselves as commitment phobes like before you started dating your other like your person now? Not really. I don't think I was like I, I, I have never really been like a relationship guy, um, but it was never like a commitment phobe. It was more just like like I valued independence, which kind of sounds like the mm. same thing. I think it was more just like I never pursued it actively. I don't know. It sounds a lot like me, but OK, keep going. <laughs> I would. Yeah, I don't know. It's such a hard question to answer. Like, I don't consider myself a commitment phobe, but like when you find the right person, like I I feel like I found the right person. So I'm not a commitment phobe. And it's sort of like, yeah, 
I'm a, I'm a commitment true. phobe for the wrong person, I guess. Like, I don't know. That's a mealy mouth answer, but it's the best mealy I got. Mouth. Never heard that before. <laughs> Never heard that before. <laughs> I <No>. like it. <laughs> kind of okay. the same. Kind of the same as Lindsay for me. Like my longest relationship before Roxanne was two months. And like they were all like two months. And then I just like cut them loose. And it was like, it was just because it was like, you know, you're kind of annoying or something. Like there's just something that's just not, it just irks me. You know, mm-hmm. it was kind of like you, you Justine, to some degree. I wasn't like anything <laughs> bad about them. When you met me, you were no. like, oh, she's really <laughs> annoying. No, no, no. <laughs> yes, that, that too. But that I mean, too. like in relationships of like, you're kind of looking for that thing. That's kind of like, well, this isn't going to work because you chew loudly or, you know, I dated right. this one girl and she was really smart and sweet and she liked me so much. She liked me more than Roxanne does for sure. (laughs) (laughs) But she was so sarcastic. Everything was sarcastic all the time. And I'm sarcastic too, but it was like all the time. It was like everything you said, you'd always get a sarcastic response. And I was like, okay, this just isn't going to fly for me because I can't actually have a conversation with you. Fair. Yeah. No, that's. (laughs) And I feel like I'm. Um. I feel like I, in the past, I'm getting better at this, but in the past, I've. I've hit that like two, three month mark. And I've been like, "Mm, seems like this is going to turn into a relationship and I would have to be vulnerable in order to continue this. So I'm like, (laughs) bye. Oh, Um, I've done that. I did did a string of that, though, in my early 20s. Yeah, Um, I feel older and wiser now. And I'm very much more aware of that. Um, And that I'm more mindful about like who I'm spending that time with that. Like, okay, could I imagine like telling you shit to kind of like that sort of thing? Whereas Instead of letting it get to that two or three month mark, I either cut it off sooner being like, mm, I don't picture this or actually that's mostly just what it is. Let's be real. That's just me being like after a few dates being like, mm, I don't know. And a part of me thinks that like maybe I don't give people enough of a chance, <sighs> but then I don't know. It's hard to say, right? Because sometimes you, yeah. you, you just know, right? That it's not going to mm-hmm. not going to be a thing. But I think that's a good point about like being vulnerable because like I'm a pretty cloistered person like i keep my walls up pretty high like i don't like mealy mouthed and your cloister like the pokemon the pokemon is that a pokemon i don't know hold on you kids you you kids today and your like cloister is for sure a pokemon cloistered yeah and he's the one that looks like a vagina oh fair enough but like you'd know colin yeah, I know exactly what they look like. I've seen one before. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like let people in real easily. And like, I have a hard time. I have a hard time being like fully honest, I guess. And that it's not like I'm like a like a chronic liar, like a pathological liar. But it's like, I think in a relationship, you have to be willing to be like pretty open book to that other person. And that's uh, not always an easy thing to do yeah and that's part of that like commit commitment thing to that person is like it's not just like i'm not gonna like cheat on you it's like being willing to like grow that connection and make it like uh you know like a fully un uh unblocked (sighs) tube between you tube of honesty that sounds sounds so hard it is hard like it's hard like i think a long-term relationship is hard work and anyone who's yeah, been hundred percent, anyone who's been in a long term relationship is going to say like it's it's hard work and it's it's work you put in every day and it's like demonstrating that you value that person and like accepting sort of like their demonstrations that they value you 
like both of those things aren't easy to do really like it it sounds kind of crazy to say it but it's it's hard like it's work not at all because i definitely think being single is way easier i only have to worry about myself and my shit and i there's a lot of times where like things will get complicated in a relationship i'll be like i just wish i was single because it'd be so much more simple Mm -hmm. um but that's also my like cut and run mentality that i get into at times where i'm like oh we're living in an interesting time right now where we're, we're sort of at this place of privilege in our society where you actually can like be single and like live like you can pay for like a household on your own. Like this is a yes. pretty novel thing historically to be able to like, you know, like even like 50 years ago, like the idea of like having an apartment where you lived alone or like having a house where you lived alone didn't really exist. So I think I like, disagree. You disagree? Really? Yeah. yeah, I, I disagree. Even like in my generation, I never thought that I could own a house by myself. I didn't think that I would have enough money or have enough responsibility or like all these undertones. Um, and then to realize that I could buy a house on my own was like really empowering. And I still to this day, like look around my house and being like, I can't believe I even have this because I always thought that I would need a second income in order to do this. So and. I feel like I'm a fairly empowered, like living it kind of woman. So you are. I think I think what Lindsay said is 100 percent true for men or 100 percent true for women. Yeah. You know what I mean? But for men, we've always had this ridiculous privilege, I guess, where you can. I mean, 50 years ago to Lindsay's example, like lots of women were stay at home mothers. Right. So that second income didn't really matter if Mm. you could. You could buy a house That's if you true. wanted to. I mean, there were society kind of expectations like, oh, he's not married and doesn't have kids. Like, what's wrong with him sort of thing. But if you Which wanted to, you, <laughs> yeah, if you wanted him, you could you could do it. That's good. But point. for women, it's definitely like a whole whole newer thing for sure. And I don't know, like, would you say 50 years ago, it was sort of the men that kind of had the the pick of the litter, if to use a terrible expression? Or, that is really... Um, like, cause nowadays I feel it's more like, I think, I think that power has sort of shifted a lot more to women, like, especially with like Tinder and like Bumble and stuff like that. I th- there's definitely like, I feel like we have more power. Yes. But I feel like, I don't know, in our city, for example, there is vastly more men than there are women. No, sorry. Just kidding. The that can't opposite. be true. No, what? there's vastly more women than there are men. What? So. And yes, what demographic? In our demographic, like in our like our age group, there's way more women than there are men. Um, And so that it has an impact on the dating pool. And I've even witnessed between like friends and friends of friends where there's almost like a little bit of competition between going after the same guy Hmm. or because there's just it feels like there's so little eligible bachelors left that like I'm. It almost feels like I've sucked our city dry and I'm going to like move on to another town. Just to You've sucked, sucked our, our city, city dry. dry. No. <laughs> That's a terrible analogy, but you know what I mean? I didn't mean it that way. Oh my God, you guys. <laughs> Rude. Um, I didn't okay. know that. I didn't know that our city was uh, was like skewed like that. No, Absolutely. I don't think it is. I don't think it oh, is. Oh, Colin, get out of here. <laughs> Colin's I up the census and it's not for sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> but maybe in like in terms of like um, like single people, yes, I don't know, yeah. like have eligible mm-hmm. bachelors. Mm-hmm. There's probably just not um, that many. 
True. Okay. So if you could look back on your decade of a relationship and pick out one or two kind of key things that you've learned, what would you say those things are? Lindsay, go first. Oh, God. Oh, man. It's hard. Like, I think like I talked, I talked before about sort of like the hard work of like being honest. Um, that's something that I've really had to like work on and sort of develop. So I think that that would be my main thing is just like being willing to like kind of go outside of your comfort zone in a relationship and really be like truly honest with that person. I don't know. Other than that, it's just sort of like um, if you want to be in it, be 100 percent. And if you like aren't 100 percent, get out, I guess. And like if you if you are in it and if you are 100 percent, you want to make it work, then like you got to do sort of the work of that relationship every day. Yeah. That's legit. Britney Spears. Work. Ditto. Yeah. Um, I don't know. For me, I guess probably probably patience is one of them, right? Because like different people do things at different speeds and have different opinions on things, yeah, right? And it's like point. you just got to be patient with each other and things like that. And, you know, kind of like you got to come to an equilibrium, right? Like relationships aren't necessarily fair. You know, there's no division of labor that's necessarily 50-50, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I think they should be close to that. Like you should aim for that. but you know, like if one of you has a really strong opinion on how the dishwasher should be loaded, then maybe that person should just load the dishwasher. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that sounds like a pointed thing, but I'm that person in our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not calling Roxana. Every time she like even tries to load the dishwasher, I open it. I'm like this fucking like shit show in here. I got to redo everything. But I love her. So it's like, it's fine. The other thing for Roxana and I got married is we actually did, um, premarital like counseling or whatever hmm. oh fun um and it was actually pretty good um you kind of learn a, a lot of things that maybe you haven't thought about one of the things that we actually had to do is read that book um the love languages oh such a good book okay yeah, cool I've never read i it. think anybody that's in a relationship should read that book and it's one of those things it's like it's like therapy right in terms of you got to kind of put it into practice every day like you're going to kind of slip back into your old habits like I'm going to love you the way that I think, the way that I choose to love you, right? But that's not necessarily how people choose to receive love. Mm -hmm. You know, there's their ways. Like, Mm -hmm. for example, like Roxanne, you know, she makes me dinner and stuff like that. That's how she shows her love. But I don't receive love that way. So it doesn't like Mm -hmm. register for me at all, Hmm. which is not a fault on anyone. Like it goes both ways, but it's just learning how to how to kind of do those things for each other. That's a good point. And I find that that book... I've not actually read the book. I've just read like a lot of things on the book. Um, But I find it really helps me with my like relationships with my family and my friends. Like for my dad example, he's um, a really interesting character and he does a lot of really erotic things. Erotic? Irrational? I was like, what kind of relationship? (laughs) Ah, I don't have a dad, but I don't think they're supposed to be erotic. You know what? mine <laughs> he's a he's a lovely lovely man but he's he an acts of service guy i can tell he is an acts of service guy to the nines he doesn't know how to communicate in any other form basically yeah. huh. literally um he's like i cleaned out your eaves troughs and then that means he loves you <laughs> yeah yeah i came over i asked if i could borrow a rake and um then he, he texted me saying that he was going to drop off the rake i was like okay cool i'm not at home because i was having a socially distant um hangout and um then when i got home he was he was just like in the backyard like raking i was like oh no this wasn't part of the like this wasn't part of the 
the discussion at all, actually. Um, and he was like, well, you know, it's it's done. He's <laughs> hopping and popping. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, he did like my whole backyard and um, it was just really sweet. And like I need on a constant basis need to be like, this is how he's showing that he cares. And all the other weird things that he does are just him doing his thing. But like he he's such an acts of service person. It's really helped put in perspective that like he's trying to pinpoint ways that he's he's trying. So that's been like really helpful for me in, in tons of different ways and not just in relationships. And interesting enough, it's, it's usually something I ask when I'm dating someone new, like, what are your love languages? Love languages? Like, what a, Do you guys yeah. want to hear something that's kind of bullshit? Yes. Absolutely. And for, for those who don't know, the love languages are acts of service, physical touch, words of affirmation, personal time. I think there's another one. Gifts. Gift giving, that's right. Yeah. I think that's not, all of them. Not GIFs, but like GIF gifts piece. too. The gifts yeah. of a gift. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that's a gift in itself. Um, and so at the end of the book, you read it and you learn about all of them and things like that. And then there's a test portion where you can kind of like yes. gauge what yours is or whatever. Most people have like one, maybe two, right? So we go through, and I, I do mine, and we go through Roxanne's, and she's all of them put together <laughs> equally. It's like, oh, Whoa. okay, cool. So it's like, I just have to do everything all the time. <laughs> okay, what are yours? Physical touch. Oh, God. That's like- <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Oh, yes. All right, I didn't need to know no, that. No, probably God. that. Probably, um, yeah, probably that mixed with... Uh, <laughs> I don't that's know. It. That's, that's, that's it. Like that's acts it. of that's, service. That's okay. Just own that. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay, have you and Connie ever done the uh, love languages quiz? No. Um, we should though, I guess. Yeah. You should. I didn't even know it was a thing. This is the first time hearing about it. So what? Even really? Oh. oh, it's so enlightening. It's a really good book. Like just it's a hmm. quick read. And uh, yeah, you guys should do I'll it. Have to look into it. I'd actually recommend it to everybody. Oh, me too. Um, you don't even have to read it. You can just, there's a lot of like free resources online right. if you don't want to get away with You should just read it. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, well, this has been really enlightening. I feel like I've come away with a few tidbits of things that I should do and I shouldn't do when it comes to relationships. Um, overall, I'm not going to lower, <laughs> I think what I'm getting from you guys is I shouldn't lower my standards, but I should consider compromise and patience so uh those are two really good timbits i appreciate you guys um do you call them timbits <laughs> i always do how Tim canadian I- are you <laughs> i never heard you say that before what oh uh, they're just little timbits little timbits yeah. little timbits um those are the center of the donut for anyone that doesn't know yeah the donut uh, hall. they're they're quite good yeah. quite tasty um, and they're just like a little takeaway. They're just a little, little tidbit. Um, well, thank you guys so much for joining us um, as we talk a little bit about relationships or what do I like to call them? Relationships. Relationships. You know what? I think you're going to stop calling them that because you're going to have a good one coming. Yeah. I can feel it. You can feel it? You can feel it coming? Feel like, that yeah. relationship like a, like a storm's coming. coming. Like-, <laughs> like the weekend song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, finger, I'll, I'll, I'll finger my crosses. I'll cross my fingers. Finger my crosses. <laughs> I've been, I'm a deep into this. You know, she's been single for too long. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, actually, though. Um, 
<laughs> okay, well, uh, Lindsay, can you tell us what our social media handles are? I can certainly do that. So on Facebook and on the Instagrams, we are the Modern Yuppie Podcast. And on Twitter, we are the Modern Yuppie. Uh, just to, you know, keep you on your toes, make it a little bit different, right? You guys notice Absolutely. that we always make Lindsay do that. It's because me and Justine don't actually know what they are. No, no. We just go there and we check it out <laughs> and we're like, cool. Lindsay actually knows what's up. He's the really the responsible one of this yeah. trio. Aww. If somebody um, commented, I would for sure feel Yeah, like. I would maybe respond. Um, <laughs> but let us know what your do's and don'ts of relationships are, things you've learned over the years. I literally, I will take any tip. Can I, like a, oh, go can ahead. I offer one sort of ending tip? It's some yeah. good advice that I got at one point, And it was like, just because you think something doesn't mean you have to say it. Oh, God. I feel like that's aimed directly at me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, is that wow. a po- no. pointed criticism? No. I think it's just relationship advice. I don't think it is. What are some things that you wish you would have? What are some things that you would have said that you held your tongue over? Oh, I don't think I'm going to say any of those. <laughs> that's no, a trap. That's dangerous. That's a trap. That's, that's a, tra- a trap. You're right. You're right. That's true. That's true. But it's just like, it's easy to be irritated. And like, if you can just control yourself and be like, meh, I'm not going to say that. Hmm. I'm not going to demonstrate that I'm annoyed. Hmm. You're just very aloof. Aloof? I don't think I'm aloof. Yeah. I feel yeah, like you are. I think we annoy you constantly and you're just like, <laughs> you never show it. <laughs> like, How would you know if so I, if I never show it? I don't know. I just feel like it has to be a given. I'm very like good at reading people, and I can tell when you're annoyed, even over the phone. Even over the phone. Mm. Yeah. I'm never annoyed. I've never been annoyed in my life. <laughs> All right. <laughs> On that note, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, this has been a blast. If you want to follow us on any of our social medias, that'd be freaking awesome. We'd love you it. Shoot us, yeah, shoot us a DM. Let us know what your relationship advice is. And stay tuned for our next episode. Perfect. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.